It's really weird to be in here on a Sunday. Sunday morning, rain is pouring. <laughs> Get some mics and make a podcast. <laughs> I'm sure people love hearing us sing. Yeah, dude. Maroon My voice five, is already wrecked move, right now, isn't move it? Move over, Maroon 5. <laughs> here comes Soko. No, we got to do Sunday because I'm going to be gone. I'm uh, I'm leaving tomorrow to go to L.A. for a couple weeks to work on a movie. How weird is that? That's crazy. should be fun. <laughs> I'm uh, definitely glad to have a free house, if you know what I mean. God. <laughs> I'm going to have to disinfect everything when I come home. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. <laughs> yeah, never mind, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. No, it's going to be cool. So it's kind of a, it's an interesting day. We got, we're got we recording, of course, episode 32 here today, and we're going to, after this, we're going to do our Oscar picks. Mm-hmm. Um, so normal shows for a couple weeks while I'm gone, uh, but they'll kind of be pre-recorded or whatever. Well, yeah, the next week will just be exclusively Oscars. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're hearing, and the news you get is Sunday news. <laughs> so it's from what we recorded on Tuesday. So news from Wednesday until Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then, so we'll have a lot of news to catch up on when he returns from the land of Los Angeles. If I return, I might just stay out there. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm really excited. I get to, so our good friend Lindsay Monday, who was on the show, uh, I think she was our first guest ever. She was. And, um, she asked me to come out and, uh, work behind the scenes on a movie she's working on. So pretty excited to go do that. I can't, I don't think I have a lot of details. Uh, I don't think I can share a whole lot yet, but more to come on that. And I, hopefully I have some stories from set, uh, when I get back. So that's all fun and exciting stuff. Yeah. He's definitely going to be working with some big stars like, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Ashton Kutcher. Well, I'll just say this. I can neither confirm nor deny <laughs> that Denzel Washington is on this movie. <laughs> so, yeah, but for now, uh, we got to welcome you, of course. This is episode 32 of the SoCo Show. This is the co-host, Cody Michael. I'm joined, as always, by the SoHost, Seth Ott. For one more week. For well, one actually, more week. Not, well, two more, I guess, because, yeah, we're recording again. Yeah. <laughs> we're t- Basically, this is time travel, and it's very confusing. <laughs> We got a lot of fun stuff for you today. A little light on news, like Seth said, because we've had a short cycle. Um, but uh, we've got a little bit of news to talk, and um, that's—I mean—that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's what the show is. Is we're going to talk about and the news. boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> um, so no, it'll be good stuff. We're actually going to talk to you about um, Audible in a little bit. We previewed this last week, but we uh, we now are going to have an Audible. Um, sponsorship, which is exciting. So a little more on that to come as well. But first. <laughs> but first, as always, we got to start you off with some chic tweets. I call you a punk. So if anyone uh, was, was so boldly aware or not aware at all, um, I didn't know until I read this tweet <laughs> that the uh, All-Star Games were happening. NBA. Uh, all, NBA All-Star Game is happening, which will... I don't know if we'll talk about it or not, but um, well, the game, the actual game is is tonight, tonight the eighteenth. Yeah. But they did have the three pointers and the dunk contest. Yeah, but uh, as always, Iron Sheik has to be kept up on current events and and uh, enjoy the the sportings as he as he likes to refer them as refer to them as. So uh, there's going to be a, a combined tweets as well. So we got two of them relating to this. We just couldn't choose one. <laughs> what the fuck are these judges doing? Hashtag NBA All-Star 2018. Doesn't like the way they're scoring the dunks, I guess, huh? He doesn't. He, Well, it could have been three-pointer. You don't know. Well, no, there's no judges in three-pointers. Yeah, that just goes in or doesn't. Well, <laughs> 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 oh, I think that one had two points. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe his foot was over the line or something. <laughs> All right. The DJ Khaled. Judge Judy better judge than you, Bubba. Hashtag NBA All-Star 2018. So what I gather from that is that DJ Khaled was... Maybe the most egregious of the terrible judges. Yeah. Uh, I also probably Judge Judy is is literally a better judge <laughs> than DJ Khaled. Probably. Because she is a judge. She, she was, uh, yeah. But what that makes me think of is what if there was a show where DJ Khaled judged, like, litigation? <laughs> I can only imagine what some of the some of his exclamations would be. When he walked into the room, he'd it'd be DJ Khaled. And then they'd, he'd be the like... The J stands for judge. <laughs> the judge, Khaled. <laughs> he'd be like, hey, uh, 
yo, what are some reasons why you're innocent when it comes to this case? And the <laughs> the prosecutor would be like, well, uh, here's a reason. Or the defendant, I guess, would be like, well, here's a reason. And then DJ Khaled would be like, another one. And then they'd give another reason, and he'd be like, another one. And then in the middle of them giving their their case, he would be like, oh, my God, I love you. You're my son. I love my son. He's a king. DJ Khaled. <laughs> So we the best judges. Where is is NBC listening? Because we need we need DJ Khaled on a judge show ASAP. <laughs> it needs to happen with ASAP Rocky. Yeah, DJ, he can be the bailiff and he can like throw it over to him. <laughs> no, that's gonna be good. And no. uh, and we're gonna have we're gonna have the sheep to thank for this sweet ass idea. That's true. Well, uh, we'll let you know when that gets greenlit. But for now, this has been Sheik Tweets. <laughs> I call you a punk. So we're really excited that um, the show now is going to be sponsored by Audible. And um, and don't forget Squirt Soda. And also Squirt Soda, but primarily and for now, uh, Audible, which if you're not familiar with Audible, uh, basically it allows you to uh, download audiobooks and listen to them. And if you've never listened to an audiobook, like I, we, we've started doing it, I think, a couple of years ago, each mm-hmm. of us has, and I love it. I, I you know, just like you might be listening to the podcast in the car right now, you can listen to a book the same way after you're done with the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you're trying to drive people away. We only have 10, 11 listeners. <laughs> you can listen to uh, listen to a book the same way, and it's very entertaining. Uh, the folks on Audible, um, it's, it's all high-quality recordings and things. A lot of times there's, like, actors and stars that you know are providing the voice for these books, and they're very well put together. It's not just a guy reading a book to you. Um, it's performed and, and things, and there's some production value. So it's really good stuff. And Audible is, I, I think, the premier service for uh, for the audiobook. I, there's really no other place um, that does it nearly as well. Obviously, Amazon is behind them. So what we uh, what we're able to offer now is a is a link. So you're gonna go to audibletrial.com/soco, and what you'll be able to get is a 30 day trial membership. Of Audible, and that's going to come with a book credit. So basically, you get thirty days for oh, free and a free book. Yeah, it comes with the credit. Oh, I thought it was just a free, like thirty days free or something. No, so you get you get on there, you uh, you go to the link, and you're going to get thirty days free and a credit. So essentially, you're getting a free audiobook. So if you've never checked out Audible, then uh, definitely do that. Make sure you use our link, and we'll get a little bit of credit for that, which will be tight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Seth, I don't know. I, you and I have been big on Audible for a couple of years now. What are some of like, if uh, for for the uninitiated, what are some uh, ones that you'd recommend? Well, of course, Ready Player One. I mean, that's uh, that's that, probably my favorite oh, that yeah. I've done. Uh, Will Wheaton does the voice of that one. It's pretty tight. Mm. Um, I know I've I re-listened to all the Harry Potter books off Audible, which that right there is a hell of a deal price wise because those books are like thirty, forty bucks a piece. Mm-hmm. Um. Fourteen ninety nine a month once you get off the free trial. That's a hell of a deal if you want to get the Harry Potter books again. Yeah. Um, so each month you pay the you pay the fourteen ninety five, and each month you get a credit. Yeah. Right. So you're getting a you're getting a book that would have cost you thirty five for the fourteen ninety five if you remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's a hell of a deal if you want to go back. Now some people have uh, have some favorite readers of the narrators uh, the Harry Potter books. Um, I know Jim Dale is some people's favorites, and there's some other dude I can't remember his name. Jim Dale does the Audible one. So. If you don't like Jim Dale, well, don't get Harry Potter. Then. <laughs> um, Ready Player One, like I said, um, I've listened to a lot of autobiographies on there as well. Uh, my favorite one is probably Brian Cranston's. Um, he, I'm a huge fan of his, of course, through Breaking Bad, but he's a really interesting dude. Um, he's an interesting one to listen to. Amy Poehler and Tina Fey both have him on there. They both read him. I like the ones where the the autobiographies where the actual um, celebrities or whoever is reading or wrote it is reading it as well. Uh, makes it more interesting, and sometimes they'll add stuff in there. Um, and then there's a series of books I've listened to. Is uh, it's called the Orphan X series. It's kind of like a it's a almost like a Jason Bourne type story. Um, he's not genetically modified or anything like that, but he's just kind of he's a kid who got picked up uh, from a, or a basically a foster house or an orphan house type thing, and gets turned into a CIA secret CIA type of assassin dude and uh, it's really interesting it's a, it's, it's a really good book really fun and they're going to be made in movies soon so those are some of my favorites I didn't know they were getting movies they're pretty cool yeah so right now I'm listening to We Are Bob which is 
a uh, basically it's a guy who is an AI. He's an artificial intelligence, and he's kind of exploring the galaxy or the universe actually, and uh, kind of going around and exploring new worlds, finding new things. Uh, it's very uh, space porny. So <laughs> if you're into space like I am, you'll really love. And it's a series or porn. of three. Yeah, or porn. Either one. Uh, there's no porn in it. At least not yet. Uh, so I really like We Are Bob. I just finished the first book in that series of three. Um, there's the Magic 2.0 series is one I really like. It's about a group of nerds who find... Basically, they find the computer program that is reality. And they figure out how to hack it. And they give themselves, like, magic powers and stuff. And they get into some shenanigans. That one's... Uh, it's pretty comedy-driven. It's pretty funny. Um, one of my favorites, though, is, has been the Fear Saga... Which I think we touched on a little bit with Mike when he was on the show a while back in September. Um, basically, it's about what happens when we find out that there are there's an alien, um, there are aliens, and that they're coming for us. Um, and and it's about all the fallout and everything that happens. A lot of high action stuff. Uh, very cool. I think that's a series of three. Uh, so the Fear Saga is really good. The first one I think is called uh, Fear the Sky. Fear the Sky is. Hmm. is the first one. And those are, those are really tight. I don't think you've listened to those, Seth, but that, no. those are good ones I'd recommend. Um, most of Stephen King's books are on there. Uh, it was a really good one. I really enjoyed that. Uh, also, have, 11, If you have, like, you know, four months to spare, you can listen to those. <laughs> yeah, what's cool about them is you, you, there's a, the timer, right? So you're listening to a track, and I th- I'm pretty sure that It one was over 40 hours. <laughs> so that took me a really long time to get through. But, it's e- you know, it's easier than sitting down and reading which requires all of your attention. You know, you can listen to your book at the gym or in the car, and it's, it's really enjoyable. I, I highly recommend jumping on Audible and uh, picking up what is essentially, you're just getting a free book. Mm-hmm. Um, so hit the link down below. It's audibletrial.com slash SoCo. You're going to get 30 days free and your first credit. Um, so go check out Audible, and we'll get, uh, we'll get some credit for it. So that's going to be even more fun for us. All right, so now that the money grubbing is over, <laughs> let's get over to sports. Sports! And boom goes the dynamite. NBA All-Star Weekend is in full swing, like we talked about. Dunk contest is behind us. Uh, All-Star Game is coming up tonight. and They kind of made a really cool change to the All-Star Game this year. They basically just picked two captains, LeBron mm-hmm. James and Steph Curry, and they got to choose their... They got to choose their teams, just mm-hmm. like a pickup game would be from the other All-Stars. Uh, so that's kind of been interesting, a lot of debate and stuff around that. I'm excited to see how the game goes tonight. But, um, what do you think of the, the format? Do you think this is a cool change-up? I do think it's pretty cool. I mean, they did it. They tried it with the NFL for a couple years, mm-hmm. and then that ended up going away. I know, I know they tried it with hockey as well. But it's, I, I, I do like it. Uh, I know there's not really a, any bearing with the All-Star game, so it, you, know, you just want to make it fun. And so I think it's a fun little little break in the middle of the season for these guys to pick their friends or pick people they've always wanted to play with and, and kind of, you know, just have a little fun for, for a weekend or whatever it may be. So, um, and of course, I mean, you had to pick the, the two most polarizing guys in the, in <laughs> yeah, the league. No so, uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's cool. It adds a little bit of flair to it. I like it a lot. And I think I think it works for basketball better than any other sport. Because basketball has always been a pickup sport, mm-hmm. you know, pick teams and go, and it's easier to, it's easier to play basketball with five guys you've never played with right. than it is hockey or football, even. So, well, the other thing about this too, though, and I think they did it with hockey, but like the NFL one, they just picked, it was like Michael Michael Irvin versus um, Deion Sanders. Like mm-hmm. they they had veteran captains come in and do it, and it just didn't make sense, you know. Yeah, it was. It was weird. And I think there's a good idea there, even in football, but I think basketball is, is where it could mm-hmm. really work and be cool. Yeah. And no one's cared about this game, and no one ever has, really. Yeah, because it's like it ends up being like 160 to 150. <laughs> yeah, there's no defense whatsoever. But it will be cool to see, like, James Harden throw a alley-oop to LeBron. Like, that's, that's what's cool about the All-Star. Which, if rumors are true, that might actually happen next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for all the news about where LeBron might go, I'm sure yeah. that's something we'll be covering extensively over the summer. Yeah, um, that's always a, whenever LeBron is uh, has the opportunity to go somewhere, it's always the top mm-hmm. piece of news. Yep. So uh, you were just telling me before uh, before we started that there's not only some changes to the format of the All Star Game, 
But apparently the NBA commissioner is talking about some changes to the playoff picture as well. Yeah, just and it's kind of you know more rumory and nothing solid yet. But I mean he he talked about it himself, saying that he would be interested in doing a playoff where it's seated, uh, one just one through sixteen, or maybe one you know maybe doing something like that where it's it's there's no east east and west. It's just straight up one through sixteen and one play sixteen all the way down like a like you know the the. Sweet 16 and, and MB, or, uh, NCAA. So mm-hmm. I think it'd be cool. I'd, I'd, I'd really like it because East versus West is so – the East and West conferences are so lopsided. Oh, definitely. You know, and, and you don't you, – you usually get to the best finals game, you, you know, the, the best teams play in the finals usually. Um, but, like, those first couple rounds don't matter mm-hmm. at all because it's teams That's that don't the, even have winning records. Yeah, like in the East, you can get in with a losing record. I don't mm-hmm. think so much in the West right now. The West is very competitive. Um, but in the East, you can get in with a losing record, mm-hmm. and then you just get crushed by LeBron in four games, and it was a waste of everyone's time. Yeah. <laughs> other than the, you know, other than Milwaukee got to have a couple playoff games mm-hmm. at their, you know, at their place, and uh, I, I, I'm in, I'm definitely in favor of this idea. I think that at the outset, it will be very lopsided to the West. I think mm-hmm. you'll have almost all the teams be from the West. <laughs> but over time, what I could see this doing is redistributing the talent in the NBA across the league. Because right now, all the really established stars seem to be in the West. Mm -hmm. And the East has kind of been a breeding ground for younger guys and teams that are rebuilding and that kind of thing. Right. And for, like, LeBron, everyone bitches like, oh, LeBron is in the East. Of course he's good because the East sucks. Well, that that argument will go away. And I think you'll really get to see who is actually the best without all these sort of handicaps that Mm -hmm. exist in the current system. I, I am definitely in favor of this. Yeah, I'd, I'd be excited to see it, and and uh, yeah, we'll see with the LeBron thing too. I mean, it, it's there's a number of places people are saying he might go, so we'll we'll see. Yeah, that's that's going to be a whole <laughs> that'll be a whole thing in and of itself when one more comes to that. But um, yeah, I'm getting excited for for the NBA playoffs again. Uh, obviously, they're not going to start for a little while, but mm-hmm. that's always a fun time. I try to watch those games. All righty, let's get to TV. That's what she said. TV. So there's <laughs> there's a few. Are you laughing at yourself? A <laughs> couple things. Yeah, that's TV. one of them. <laughs> um, what was the other thing? Uh, I'm just like <laughs> you're cut into it. Was just alrighty TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So due to editing magic, what you what you at home won't know is we we stopped talking about sports and then sat here in silence for like a minute while I tried to think of a point and then just decided to say fuck it all right let's go to tv <laughs> so in context that was funnier than it probably sounds like in the yeah. show so we're we're in tv news um, i think the biggest news of the week has been netflix's new deal with ryan murphy mm-hmm. um, now this is similar to what we saw with shonda rhimes last year where so now Ryan Murphy has been signed on and he's going to produce content exclusively for Netflix for a handful of years and he's making a shitload of money to do oh, yeah. this. Um, Ryan Murphy, if you don't know, is a creator of shows like uh, American Horror Story and Glee. I think Nip Tuck was one of his, um, and that was pretty successful. Uh, He's so he's been on a variety of different types of shows. That's all. a strange. <laughs> no, it's weird. It's weird because I was first introduced to him through Glee, and I love Glee. Uh-huh. And then he came out with, and then American Horror Story came out after that. And I was like, what? How does one guy do both of these things? Right. It doesn't make any sense. And if you look at the rest of the shows he's been involved in, it is all over the place. Mm-hmm. But what they do have in common is they're all very successful and they're all really good programming. Didn't so, he do the American Crime Story things too? The, the I think he's thing. involved in those too. Yeah. yeah. So he's obviously a crazy talented guy. He always obviously knows what he's doing. I think that this is huge for Netflix. Yeah. But what what I think is even bigger is the the so I think primarily he works with Fox. Mm-hmm. And apparently, um, when Fox was acquired by Disney, he wasn't really liking what he was hearing from the new Disney people in terms of what they wanted out of him. And I think this is a big loss for them. Mm-hmm. So for, for Fox and ABC and all the other networks that aren't going to get his programming, and now Shonda Rhimes is off of those as well, uh, I really think that you're going to... TV is already lopsided, right? <laughs> the the sort of premium cable and the streaming sites already have better TV. Yep. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to continue to be even more lopsided um, as as stuff like this goes on, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's an interesting movie, and I haven't watched a ton of his stuff, um, 
actually Nip Tuck I probably watched the most of just because my parents did when I was a kid. <laughs> um, but uh, no, it's 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 they're definitely Netflix is going going heavy towards some of these people because you you think about it too. Disney's now got their streaming service mm-hmm. to think about here in the, in the next year or so, and they they have to be a little worried about that. So Netflix is going after some of these people really hard and spending the money while they can because people don't have the other the other option. You know, mm-hmm. um, uh, they will in a year or so they'll have the Disney option, but Netflix is really loading up now so that when it comes time. Uh, for Disney to come out with their their service, they only can rely on their stuff. You know, yep. the other thing too is Hulu is is not they they have some good shows, but they are. I just read the other day they lost over nine hundred million dollars in original content last year, Oof. and it's almost a billion dollars they lost on their original content. So they're not a, a serious player yet, um, and, and and Netflix is still definitely the number one contender. Uh, the the they're the champion <laughs> of it all. Um, and then like Amazon too, they're, they're still focused on putting movies out in the theaters. Mm-hmm. You know, they, their studio isn't about, they'll release it on their streaming site and they won't put it on a DVD or whatever, but it starts off in the theaters. Mm-hmm. So they're not even really focused on a lot of that original content. They don't need to cause they have all kinds of money from everything else. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Netflix is, they're, they're definitely going hard for some of these people. I like the move, and I think we're going to get a lot of good stuff out of it. And also on Netflix, you don't need to worry about a lot of the censorship and things. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, commercials also, which I think I think for the creators, you know, like Shonda and, and Ryan Murphy, uh, I think we're going to get really good shit out of them from here on out yeah. as they're producing it for Netflix. So I mentioned Ryan Murphy. The, he created American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. And the first season of American Horror Story is called Murder House, and it's basically just about a haunted house. Mm-hmm. And they shot that at a real house in L.A., and apparently the people who live in that house for real, they just bought it a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And they, there are people who live there and they had no idea that it was in that show. Oh, really? Yeah. And apparently fans of the show will like come to the house and like try to take pictures and stuff and like try to get inside or see inside and things. And it's been fucking with these people so much that they're trying to sue the people that sold them the house because they didn't <laughs> tell them that that was what happened. <laughs> and they even have video of like... Apparently, some someone climbed on a garbage truck, and the garbage truck operator raised up the the garbage truck so that they could see into a bathroom window. Oh no! And the and the people who own the house were like in the bathroom, looking out at this person seemingly floating up in the air, um, <laughs> standing on a garbage truck. So it probably scared the piss out. Well, <laughs> <laughs> did you set that up? I, no, I didn't. That, you know, that wasn't on purpose. But um, hopefully, they were in the right position when the piss was scared out of them. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like, don't be stupid, stupid. Like, yeah. Look at the house from the street, but don't fucking yeah. bother people. Do research on the house before you buy it, people. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that too. Those people are idiots. No, um, the, that, that's a similar thing that happened with the Breaking Bad house. Yeah, um, the pizzas. Yeah, they threw the pizzas out <laughs> on the house all the time, and people, <laughs> the people that owned it were getting pissed. And so Ryan Cranston and Aaron Paul both tweeted out, like, hey, stop it. Yeah, We don't think don't. it's funny. <laughs> Yeah, I, people are stupid, man. That that drives me nuts. Yeah. So speaking of the streaming sites, uh, I know a few of the shows that you watch have had a pieces of news come out. Um, specifically, I'm looking at uh, Santa Clarita Diet, Handmaid's mm. Tale, and Kimmy Schmidt. Uh, so we got news on all three of those. Yeah. So Santa Clarita Diet. I, I did. I, I don't know if I did a TV. Did I do a TV corner for that? You I may have. I, I don't remember. I can't remember. Uh, I like the show. It stars Drew Barrymore and some guy who was on a soap opera. I can't remember the guy's name. Um, Isn't it Timothy Timothy Oliphant? Is that who it is? Yeah, it's Timothy Oliphant. You're right, it is. Yeah, um, I like him. Yeah, he's good. No, he was good in the in the in the show. Um, you're right. I was thinking of someone else. Um, anyway, so uh, basically, she's a zombie. Uh, Drew Barrymore is a zombie and a living zombie, and she has to eat people to stay alive. And she's only quenched. Not quenched. There's a lot of quenching going on. Satisfied. Satisfied. Uh, she's only satisfied by humans. So um, season two is coming out, which I didn't re- realize. Um, and Joel McHale is going to be joining that, which he has a talk show now on Netflix, too, mm-hmm. um, which just come out, came out today, actually, I think. Um, I think every Sunday he's going to have an episode. So he's he's definitely uh, getting in with the Netflix. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited for that. It should be should be good. I enjoyed it. It's, it I mean, it's a simple show. It's nothing to... You know, it's going to be winning any awards, but it's funny and simple and fun. Half hour comedy, pretty light stuff. Yeah. I liked it. Too. I haven't seen all the episodes, but it, it seems pretty cool. 
I like it a lot. Kind of a sitcom uh kind of thing, but mm-hmm. yeah, definitely super fun. So season two of that coming out, do they have a date? Um, I don't think they do. I think they just announced Joel McHale. Oh, okay. You mentioned Handmaid's Tale as well. Uh, they added a new cast member. Um, I know him as the dad from Get Out. I can't remember the actor's name. So I knew him more <laughs> as Eric from uh, Happy Gilmore. Or no, uh, Billy Madison. <laughs> he's the he's the opponent of Billy in Billy Madison. Uh, his name's Bradley Whitford, <laughs> and he's fucking fantastic. He's also in uh, uh, House in the Woods. Or cabin in, cabin in the woods. Yeah, he's also in a cabin in the woods, and of course, get out. What did I? Is he living in a cabin in the woods? <laughs> yeah, he's in a cabin in the woods. <laughs> he just only comes out to act. But that's a, I think a good addition to the show. His creep factor is definitely yeah. Good the the picture I saw for the article is of him smiling like a creep, and yeah, it's definitely gonna. I mean, with the the skeeziness of the dudes in that show, he definitely fits. So he's probably not going to be a good. A good guy. Oh, definitely not. <laughs> I don't think there is. No, there is one good guy in the show. Um, and then the last thing was uh, un- Unbreakable. They love, damn it. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt season four, which I, reading that, I was like, I can't believe there's been four four seasons of that show now. Um, but uh, season season four uh, will be premiering on May 30th, and they're doing two, two parts. And I know a lot of Netflix shows have done this recently, where they'll break up their season into parts. So um, that'll be going on the first six episodes again that's a half hour show so it, it fits that way which is weird too because they only do it usually do it half hour shows <laughs> the, the the two parts so yeah i'm excited for that as well I've, I've always enjoyed that show it was nominated for an emmy uh for a couple emmys actually this year so it's it's still definitely a quality show i've been enjoying it yeah that one uh, i know a lot of folks like not really up my own alley for whatever it's it's everything that i would expect to like from a show um I think I watched the first season and kind of fell off in the second. Maybe yep. that's something I'll return to, especially with the second season. You said May 30. May 30, yeah. May 30, six new episodes of Kimmy Schmidt. There's a TH on the end. May 30th. Yeah, not okay. May 30. Okay. Jesus. Learn how to use English. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I know you're a big fan of Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. And I am not. I, in fact, very strongly dislike that show. But... <laughs> Um, a lot of new content coming out around Sons of Anarchy. I strongly dislike Glee. That's okay. <laughs> Glee's not coming out with three new series, so. Because <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't good enough to do it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think in the past we've talked about the Mayans. Um, that's uh, already filming. Uh, it just was picked up by FX. So they, uh, the Mayans are, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, a rival gang to yep. the Sons of Anarchy. Off and on again, yeah. Yeah, and so it's going to kind of center around their goings-on, um, similar to SOA for for what it seems. So there's that kind of spinoff. And then the other news this week was that the creator of Sons of Anarchy is talking about um, having a prequel to Sons of Anarchy and a sequel. So two hmm. whole new series. I don't think anything has been greenlit or anything, but he he's very intent on creating these. Um, and I'm sure if he does, then FX will scoop him up because SO is kind of their big one of their big mm-hmm. draws. Um, he, he says that the prequel would would center around uh, Jax's dad, okay, and him coming home from Vietnam and starting the gang with Nam. Um, yeah, that'd be cool. I could see like that's something I could actually get. In. He said his idea is that each episode it would be called like the original nine or something like that, mm-hmm. and it, each episode would focus on how he got another person to join the gang. Okay, and so that could be kind of cool. I actually do like this the sounds of that kind of origin. Well, then I know too. Like, I wonder because they would have to cast someone for Ron Perlman too because he was they, those two were the the original. Oh, okay. They they started the club together and then they had a feud and all kind of shit. Shit went crazy. But that'd be interesting to see with Ron Perlman kind of what, what they do for his casting because I know he's he's kind of a a guy that stands out, you know. Yeah. So that'd be interesting, though. I, I, I would I definitely like it because that, that whole backstory was – it was, delved, it was you know, delved into in the show, but it wasn't super – it wasn't dug, dug very deep. Mm-hmm. So there's still a lot there they could do. Yeah, that could be sweet. Uh, so that does sound interesting. Definitely not sounding interesting to me is a sequel series, <laughs> which would uh, basically it would focus on Jax's two kids mm-hmm. and them sort of growing up and figuring out not only what happened to Jax, but like who he was as a guy and just learning about who their dad was. Um, so that's kind of the sequel idea. Mm-hmm. And I, it this to me seems like too much Sons of Anarchy, like all of it does. But does... 
do either of those two new... Well, it sounds like the prequel idea sounds cool. What about the sequel? Does that sound like something you get into? I really like that, too, actually. Um, the reason for it is that... So, he had a kid with one girl, Wendy, who is still alive. <laughs> um, and then he had a kid with Tara, um, who are... She's dead, so... One kid, both parents are dead, <laughs> and then the one, one, and but Wendy ended up keeping both kids by the end of it. So that that would be an interesting dynamic. Um, I wonder how old they'd be for it, though. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think there was that level of detail. I would assume like high school. Yeah, but um, I don't know. And then Jack's kind of he tried to destroy the club by the end of it and everything, and again, crazy shit went down. So I don't know. I, I would, I would actually really enjoy that. Cause there's some cool family dynamics and the show itself is about Jackson kind of learning more about his dad too. Like he, a lot of like the letters he wrote, um, he wrote some letters and, and episodes, things like that were, or about his dad and wanting to follow in his footsteps and things like that. So it'd be interesting to see what they would do for the, this and maybe have, um, the kids, one, like one kid be in his footsteps and the other not be that type of thing, you mm-hmm. know, it'd be interesting. Yeah. Now that you say it like that, it does sound a little better than what I was giving it credit for. <laughs> um, still not my cup of tea, but um, I know that there's a lot of Sons of Anarchy fans out there who are pretty passionate. So a lot of folks I'm sure are going to be very excited if, 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 if either e- of oh, these I- actually, <laughs> e- ooh, e- ah, ah, ding, dang, wada, wada, bing, bang. <laughs> if either of those get greenlit and get made, I know a lot of folks will be excited about that. Mm hmm. So we'll we'll just quick hit this because I'm not really familiar with the entire story, but um, one of kind of the one of the stalwarts of the Emmy picture in the past few years has been Jeffrey Tambor for his role on Transparent, which is that on what is that on like Amazon? Show? Amazon, it's yep. on Amazon, um, and he now is being kicked off that show um, due to some I think some sexual uh, mm-hmm. misconduct allegations that have come out, and so he's now been removed from the show. So this is very much in line with that Kevin Spacey mm-hmm. stuff where, I mean, he is the show. And so w- it'll be interesting to see whether or not the show goes on without him or whether they stop the show. Um, kind of really similar to that Kevin Spacey story. And this is one I don't really know a lot of the details on, but really a surprise, I think, um, that they're uh, that they're cutting him loose. Well, that, and from what I've heard, actually, the... I think the show is going to do one more season. I think they're going to final season. And also him, though, um, his contract was up. Mm. And so they decided not to renew his contract. And there was rumors of them not doing it anyway. Um, and then the, the sexual assault things happened. That <laughs> so, decision pretty easy. Yeah. Um, also, though, there's still more streaming involved here because um, he is a part of Arrested Development. And oh, that's right. That'll be That's on Netflix, and they've already started filming that. So... Um, will he be in that? Will he be a part of that? Will they cut his scenes out of it? Who knows? Um, the way they filmed the last season, they could easily cut it out because they, that was so damn choppy. It wasn't even funny, Mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, I would expect Netflix to kick him off, um, just based on, you know, of course they did that with, with Spacey and you don't want to, you don't want to be the ones working with him when everyone else is not. Yeah. You'd think that until you see what they did with Danny Masterson and they kept him on there for like a year. Yeah, that was pretty messed up. <laughs> so, yeah, we shall see. Um, but I think I think Arrested Development would be fine without him. Oh yeah, I mean he wasn't he was barely in the last season as yeah. it is. And that's just that's a big ensemble cast that mm-hmm. they they could fill in the gaps. Um, yep. Transparent, I would assume. I don't watch that show, but I would assume it will be very much more difficult to do. But yeah. we'll see. I'm I'm sure they have a plan. I am very excited to jump into movies. So let's get over there. Quiet on the set. Can we please have quiet on the set? Movies. Black Panther was so fire. Uh, we went to that on <laughs> Thursday, and it was fucking sweet. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll uh, we'll skip the review stuff because we did do a ride home from Black Panther. So make sure you're checking that out at uh, at Jared Buckendall's YouTube page. Uh, we're gonna link to the page as always down below. So make sure you're jumping over there, checking out the new episode of the Ride Home and uh, Jared's review as well. I know he's I know he's posted that. Uh, Cliff notes, the movie is awesome, and uh, that is all you need to know. Go see it if you haven't yet. I'd be amazed if you're listening to this and haven't seen Black Panther, but find a way to get out there and go see it. Uh, Why we're talking about it here, though, is it is crushing ass at the box office right now. We just had (laughs) a Look out, asses. Watch out. If you're a box office ass, you're going to get crushed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to crush it. (laughs) 
Uh, we were just looking it up. So it's in the middle of Sunday. So this isn't even the complete weekend yet. Right now it's about 216 domestic. And I think I saw it in the middle 300s for international. Mm-hmm. So and the 216 making... is projected. Projected, yeah. yeah. Because so, Monday is President's Day and they're counting that as the as weekend. part of the weekend, yeah. yeah. So it's making it's making all the fucking money. Um, it's, I think, pushing up on Avengers' mm-hmm. first weekend record. So potentially it could break that. Um, we talked last week about this, uh, and Seth, you said that if this movie is good, it has potential to break a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. I think it's definitely on that track. I think it could. I and think I, it's going to have staying power. Yeah, it's definitely good enough. You know, the worry was it would have a huge weekend and then suck, and then no one would go after that. But mm-hmm. it, it was damn good. So I think, yeah, I think it's going to have some legs. Yeah, because, like, the thing about it, it's coming out in February. Mm-hmm. So there's not much competition. Mm-hmm. I know next week we have that Annihilation movie with Natalie Portman, but... I don't think that's enough to knock Black Panther off no. um, next week. I think it, I think that'll be number that'll be number two, but it's not gonna eh, poo. Um, <laughs> but it's not gonna be uh, it's not gonna beat Black Panther. And then date or game night or whatever. Jason State Jason Jason Statham that'd be a way different movie. <laughs> Jason Bateman. <laughs> Transporter. What was that? Uh, I'm trying to get his accent British. I'm British. You, you, I'm Jason Statham. You, you were doing like a gonna, Mark Wahlberg. I, <laughs> I got you a transporter. <laughs> no, Jason Statham. would be like, Jason Statham. I've got to transport the game board over to this side of the room. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, yeah, that's coming out. That'll probably be number three. Um, I'm, we're going to do box office projections for now on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Black Panther is going to have another weekend at uh, $67.8 million. Um, but no, I, I think it's going to have staying power because he got that, and then there's not much else that comes out until March. Yeah. It's not until March 16th that I think anything could really compete with it, and that's uh, that's Tomb Raider, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's got it's got about a month in the box office, to, in, domestically at least, to continue to, to build this up and, and make some money, and I, I really do think that it's it's... It's going to get close to a billion. Um, whether it breaks it or not, we'll see. But I think it's going to get the worldwide number is what's kind of mm-hmm. I don't know what you markets, never really know what you're going to get exactly. I don't know what markets it's opened up in yet. So the fact that it's total 300 million and and over like two thirds of that is is domestic is kind of concerning in terms of that billion. Yeah, I don't think it's been released everywhere yet. Um, but I mean, it's a Marvel movie, so it will be. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think that it's going to be. It's going to be a big, a big time moneymaker, which is good. Mm-hmm. I, I think Marvel, I think Marvel, I think Law of Diminishing Returns has started to take hold on the MCU, mm-hmm. and I think this has really given it a shot in the arm that it needed, especially going into Infinity War. Well, so yeah, and then I think we, this is really good for the whole picture. Before the, the movie before even Thor, that mm-hmm. they're they're on a good good roll right now. Yeah, with Thor and and Black Panther, so I think this will, like you said, it'll give it a shot in the arm and get the ball rolling towards Infinity War. Yep, exactly. Uh, one of the cool stats you had mentioned was, uh, I think you said like 37% of the audiences based mm-hmm. on polling have been African-American. Yep. So black folks are turning out for this one. Um, I know that we saw a lot of black folks at ours, so yep. I was really excited to see that. Um, obviously one of the big stories of this movie. So um, really excited to see that and just, you know, just a more diverse movie audience. And that it, the fact that one it has a diverse audience mm-hmm. and that it's still being reviewed so well, still ninety seven percent on tomatoes, yeah. really is a testament to how how legit this movie is. And uh, yeah, it's also exciting. I'm I'm just really glad that it's it's living up to all the hype because this right. really could have been a tragedy if it if it had come out and sucked. Yeah. So speaking of superhero movies that are great and are indeed superhero movies. We got a new trailer for The Incredibles nah. Part 2. Uh, that's obviously coming out this summer. Big anticipation for this one. A lot of people love The Incredibles. Uh, it is one of the best superhero movies ever no. made. Uh, I haven't seen the trailer, uh, but you just watched it a bit ago. What did you think? Well, you know what? Now that you keep calling it a superhero movie, I'm not even going to talk about it. <laughs> the trailer is awesome. It's the best trailer The best trailer I've ever seen. People are saying. <laughs> no, it's, it's definitely really good. Um, it's... It's pretty much what you'd expect from the the Incredibles. Um, it's it seems like it's going to be a pretty similar movie, um, almost too much <laughs> potentially. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I mean it's definitely got the same beats. It's got a lot of comedy in the trailer. Um, 
you got some of the you got all the same characters, uh, some cool new voice actors, and there Bob Odenkirk is going to be a a voice a character in this as well. I'm I'm always I'm always excited for him in anything. So um, yeah, it, it looks good. I'm I'm excited for it. I, I definitely it's not. I was I was a fan of The Incredibles, but I wasn't. I'm not someone who's like give me more, more, more. Like yeah. a lot of people were. Uh, when's the sequel coming out? Blah blah blah. Now I, I'm I'm a little bit more excited for it seeing the trailer. So. Yeah, I watched this when it first came out, and I was like, oh, that was good. And then since then, it's got this huge swell. And uh, I've seen it since then, and it, it is very good. But mm-hmm. I, I'm with you. I'm not one of these people that's going to beat their chest and scream about how great it is. But I am excited to see the new installment. I have one uh, question for you. Was there any Sam Jackson in the trailer? Yes. Oh, thank God. As yeah. long as Froze on his back, definitely I am there. Yeah, he's actually he's a decent part of it. Um, it seems like he's going to be buddying around with uh, with Mr. Incredible for a good part of it. So Very cool. Um, this is a side note, but do you remember, remember the Incredibles video game? Yes. Did you play that? Did we play that together? I think I rented it and played it for like a weekend. Yeah. Well, maybe we were together. I think we played it. Um, that game was fun. Yeah, it was tight. It there was, because you were able to be all of them. Yeah, and, and you could switch between them. So, yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed it. I don't know why that popped in my head. I still remember the Jack-Jack, not Jack-Jack, um, who's the running kid? Dash. Dash. I remember Dash. Uh, there's a level you just like basically are sprinting and like trying to avoid things, mm. um, like going in and out of cars and stuff. That was fun. Sorry, I don't know. Sorry. No, that was sweet. <laughs> um, I forgot all about that game, but now I'm gonna. I want to. I want to go see if I can see some footage of it. See what it looks like. <laughs> Video game. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's see. So Incredibles. Obviously, we're really excited about another movie coming out sooner. Um. Actually, just next month. Um. God, it's coming up really fast, and that's making me excited. Ready Player One. Mm-hmm. We've uh, I don't know how many times we've talked about this on the show, uh, but <laughs> if this is your first episode, it's one of our favorite. Uh, well, we talked about it earlier. One of our favorite audiobooks, and uh, big budget Spielberg movie now. And they had another trailer. This is the second or third trailer, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. So anything new out of this one? Yeah. Um, for one, I did enjoy of it. The it's. The, there's music that kind of like starts it off and in the background it's the come with me and you'll be in a world of pure imagination it's not that everybody yeah <laughs> um, which that song always brings me back to childhood so it made me happy because um, I grew up in the 1960s <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> that makes sense out of your hairstyle hey oh <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um, so, but no, so that, that started off the, the trailer, um, and it's kind of put in in moments of the trailer as well. We get a little bit more kind of quote-unquote Easter eggs with some of the different characters that, that are thrown in. Uh, we talked a little bit. There was um, more Iron Giant. Uh, there's, Matt, like, the Spartans from Halo were sprinkled in there. Um, I, saw, I saw, I think I saw the Incredible Hulk, which is one that hasn't been pointed out to, too much. Just a lot. There's a. There's going to be an assload of characters in this. You get to see more Parzival too, which is kind of cool. Um, rewatching that this morning again, I I tried focusing more on what he looks like, and actually he doesn't look too much like Ty Sheridan. So I, I think they're they're definitely going for that. Um, we talked about this too. So the, the trailer itself is is cool. Um, I, I am a little I am a little worried that they're going to focus in the movie too much on the outside part. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, the the representation of the stacks in my mind is pretty close to what it looks like in the. In that's the, cool. That's yeah. always nice. So that was pretty cool. Um, so that's a little concerning. Uh, I, I do think it's it's going to focus because you have these stars in this movie. You have to focus on what they look like, mm-hmm. and so that that does concern me. They're going to spend too much time outside of the the oasis, which a lot of the book is inside. The thing that I, I am a little more encouraged about, though, on the other hand, is that. I did, we did find out that Ernest, Ernest Klein, who wrote the book, uh, co-wrote the screenplay. Mm-hmm. And so that makes me feel a little more confident because he's making some of these choices. Yep. You know, so he's – he's helped, and Spielberg's the director, so, I mean, that's awesome. But he's making some of the choices and some of the changes that are going to occur in this are from the person who wrote the book. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm not as worried about this in this case. Yeah, always good to see the author involved – because then, I mean, we really can't be pissed if mm-hmm. they take the source material and change it because he gave it the thumbs up. So, yep. yeah, that, that's always that's always really nice. 
Uh, I know they did a similar with uh, the Hunger Games. I know that uh, oh, Suzanne okay. Collins, I think, was the author's name. Never and mind, those, I'm worried. <laughs> those movies sucked, but at least the the changes that she made to the story were her own. So yeah. I, I do I do appreciate that. So there's a little now you're gonna have to talk about this because I don't really I don't really know much about it. But there's a little movie called Kung Fury, <laughs> and uh, kind of a culty kind of movie that's gonna get more of the Hollywood remake. So I, I, again, I, that's all I know about it. So you're gonna have to tell us more. Yeah, it's a really weird, <laughs> like short thirty minute thing. I think it's on Netflix. You might be able to catch it on YouTube too. Um, but it's like it's as <laughs> it's like this cop guy who does kung he does kung fu and it's like this really weird it it has like an 80s aesthetic um almost like video game there's like it's you're there there's time travel and video games there's hitler involved he has a cop a buddy cop who's called triceracop who's a triceratops but he's dressed in a cop outfit and he talks and it's it's i know it just sounds what? like a, i i know it sounds like i just took a hit of acid <laughs> But it's really weird and funny and crazy and there's some cool action and it's it's strange. It's very strange. But it's getting a full feature movie, so it's a very it's like a cult you know thing. The the original one is now it's getting a it's a movie starring Michael Fassbender. <laughs> that is that is obscene to me <laughs> that Fassbender is going to do this. Yep, and they just announced this week that. Um, that Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to be joining the cast, and he's going to play the American president. So that'll be something. Oh, boy. Man, if only. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it, I think it'll be interesting. I'll, you should definitely check it out. Just, you know, if, if you're enjoying some some uh, fun substances. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty enjoyable. Yeah. I think uh, you said this is on Netflix. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to have to watch this. I might download it for The Blaine tomorrow, uh, since it's so short, and uh, and check that one out. Because it sounds completely just, well, bonkers. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, 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 it sounds like the kind of thing that needs to be seen to mm-hmm. be believed. And I, I was in the room when you watched it. I was just asleep. Yeah, you were out. So I really didn't get the full experience like you did. But uh, <laughs> Well, duh, you're sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember any of it. Uh, I guess what I'm saying is I haven't seen this. <laughs> but I, I'm going to go watch it. <laughs> There's kind of a funny story that came out this week. Not really funny haha, but more like funny fucking tragic. Um, it sounds like way back in the day when... 1998. In, when Sony was starting... When Marvel was kind of having a fire sale and they were selling off all these movie rights and Sony wanted Spider-Man um, and they ended up obviously getting it. And we bought it for $15 million. Fifteen million for Spider-Man. Apparently, Marvel offered them everything for twenty-five million dollars. Yep, they would have had the film rights to everything Marvel for twenty-five million dollars. <laughs> they said, "No, we just want Spider-Man for fifteen. Yeah, and they went on and made Spider-Man. Great movies. Yeah, they but made then, their money back, and they made their money back plus a million, but well, several millions, <laughs> but just one. Yeah, they made a million dollars off that deal. Maybe this is one of the biggest like. Oh goddamn! How much that could have made us money? Mm-hmm. Things like that could we could be looking at a world now where Sony is the hugest player in movies instead of Disney. Right. Um, and and that's it's so weird to think about that alternative alternate universe. If Sony did have all the Marvel properties, we wouldn't have the MCU mm-hmm. at least not in the way that it is now. So no. it's hard to say how successful Sony could have been with all these. But doesn't I mean isn't this one of the biggest like I could have invested in Apple things you've ever heard? <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it. Like I said earlier, if I was the person to turn down that deal, I'd be off a bridge somewhere. Mm-hmm. It, like it's. Oh man, that that that's because it's they've grossed something like nineteen billion dollars with mm-hmm. the MCU. Like that's just insane. So. Yeah, I, I don't think we would have had the MCU as we know it. I, I honestly don't know if we'd even have, you know, seven or eight movies <laughs> compared to the how many we have now. Um, just because, I, you know, who knows if Kevin Feige would have been involved, mm-hmm. you know, and that that's he's really the guy who's put this all together and, and made it the success it is. Especially when you have a big studio head like that who they, they're very much a, we want control of everything. Mm-hmm. Whereas Disney's kind of just been like, you know, take, you know, do, do your thing. You know, he, he, they, they let Kevin Feige do what he wants, mm-hmm. you know? So I doubt we would have had the Marvel universe that we have now. So, but who knows? I mean, 
It could have been better. I <laughs> doubt it, but it could have been better. We got, they made Spider-Man 3, so I, do, I doubt it would have been better. But they better. also made Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Which is good, but I'd rather have Black Panther as it is now than Spider-Man 2. Ooh, that's a tough one. Is Black Panther better than Spider-Man 2? I think so. I don't know. I'll have to think on that one. I do really love both movies. I think recency bias gives it to Black Panther, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I think there's some people that'll still say Spider-Man 2. Tell you what, if you, uh, the listener at home have an opinion on Black Panther versus Spider-Man 2, why don't you hit us up on Twitter at Soko Show Pod. Um, of course, you can get us uh, at Gmail um, as well, SokoShow91 at gmail.com. Links to all that down below. Get a hold of us however you like. Let us know your opinion, not only on the Black Panther versus Spider-Man 2 debate, but all the other things that we talked about today. Uh, tweet us some of your favorite audiobooks, some of your recommendations. Seth and I are, st- are on Audible um, you know, we have been for years, so we're always looking for new recommendations. Let us know what we should listen to on there. Also, before we go, want to let you know that in the description, we're going to be linking to our form that we're going to use to pick our Oscar uh, Oscar winners. So Seth and I are competing, but you can also compete along with us. And we'll put the form out there. If you fill it out and send it to us at socoshow91 at gmail.com, we'll score your picks, and uh, maybe there'll be some prizes if you beat me or Seth, and uh, we can have a little fun with that. So, so Prizes? Oh, some sort of prize. Maybe we'll just say you won. That's enough of a prize. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not sending anything to anyone because <laughs> the only person who's confirmed they're competing is Dan. I'm not sending him anything. No. Yeah, I'll send him a picture of my butt. And no <laughs> one's going to beat me either except for not even you. So, like... If anyone mm-hmm. beats me, then there will be a prize, but no one's going to beat me because I know it all. Can you go to L.A. already? <laughs> I, in a mere, in a matter of hours, I will be leaving, so don't worry. I'll be out of your hair then. Woo! Uh, we're going to get What's out of, of all of your hair as well. Uh, make sure, like, as always, that you check the description for all the ways to subscribe and chat with us. Um, so we hope to hear from you. This has been episode 32 of the SoCo Show. This is the co-host Cody Michael for the SoHo Seth Ott. We'll see you next time. Bye.